and welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. I'm Paula Parker. If you have been listening to this podcast regularly, you will have noticed that I have not posted any episodes in a few weeks. And, you know, quite simply, I started out with the best of intentions of posting once a week, and it's been a bit of a best intentions, human results kind of scenario. And as I record this, it's Sunday afternoon, and we are all still physically distancing as together we still try and slow the rate of COVID-19. It's been just over seven weeks or so now, and I've noticed some trends out there that I feel familiar with, like starting off with big goals for what you will accomplish during this time of being in quarantine. I feel like I'm really fortunate in that I have a partner and I still am employed, so I have my basic needs met. Um, So I really have the luxury of thinking about how to best utilize this change. And if you are in a similar situation, you may have made some big goals for yourself as well. And if you're reflecting on your progress so far, you might feel somewhat disappointed. That's what I've been hearing a lot about lately. Like maybe you've made some progress, but not as much as you'd like, or maybe you're just not feeling productive or all that motivated. I want to validate what you're feeling whether it's due to what's happening in the world and you feel sadness around that, or you've got other stresses going on, right? Life doesn't stop just because um, we're in a crisis state. There's other things that you're dealing with, most likely. So whatever is happening in your external space that's influencing you right now, just know that you are human and it's normal. Nothing is going wrong and it will get better. So... Something that has drained a lot of my vitality has been the desire and expectation to be productive. And when my body or mind isn't willing or capable, there's a lot of mind drama that goes around that. I really have to work at managing my mind. And when I don't, that's when things go off the rails a little bit for me. So there was even a lot of mind drama around just getting this podcast episode together. So if you can relate, I want to offer that it's not always that we need to be doing more, but that we need to focus on less. So with that in mind, I really want to bring you this episode that I've been working on for the last few weeks on meditation. I've done a ton of research, so this one's a little bit longer than usual. And I know it can be a difficult habit for a lot of people. It has surprised me just how difficult it's been to make meditation a habit in my own life. But I think that out of everything you could be doing at this time, above all else, this might be something that is the most beneficial habit you can create while we're in this time of change. Something that you can do for your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. And I have a special treat for you at the end of this episode that gives me a tingling sensation just thinking about it. So super excited to share that with you. But for now, just relax, settle in, and you're going to learn just how amazing some simple meditation actually is. I've been meditating on and off, mostly off, to be honest, for the last 15 years or so, and there's been times when I absolutely loved it, and I even looked forward to it, 
and other times when it really just felt like something else on my to-do list, which caused some feelings of guilt, and maybe this sounds familiar to you. You know you should be doing it for your health and well-being. You've heard that it's really good for you, but you kind of forget what it's actually doing, or maybe you've never been clear. You're just not that motivated, you don't feel a desire, and it's really hard to find the time. So my hope is that after learning all of the research here, you will be inspired to use meditation and make it a real habit. First, take a second and just reflect on your preconceived notions about meditation. That it's a spiritual practice, that you can do it right, or maybe you're doing it wrong. Maybe you've tried it in the past and thought it didn't do anything, that it helps you to calm down or reduce anxiety. That's what I have always thought of it as. But what if you thought about it as a performance tool for both your body and your mind? That's where I want to go today. So I want to convince you that it's more than a relaxation tool. It's in fact a performance tool. We'll start with the physical benefits, then the mental emotional ones, and I'll also detail just how it will help you release extra weight and stop overeating so your brain can't tell you you're confused about the connection here. Here's what the research tells us about the physical benefits. First, it actually lengthens your life. So when researchers measured telomeres, the little shoestrings on the end of the DNA that tell us our biological age, and they asked people to meditate five days a week for 60 days. After the 60 days, they measured again to find 74% of the people had actually lengthened their telomeres. They literally changed their DNA. And not the literally that we now use commonplace, which actually means the opposite. No, 74% changed the length of their telomeres and 40% had a significant change. So this is like adding months or years to your life just by meditating. Okay, that's a huge deal. <laughs> Secondly, meditation helps with a stronger immune system. So in terms of weight loss, this is good. Getting a cold or flu is going to take you out of the game in terms of your fitness plan. And when you're sick, you're actually also mildly depressed, which can lead to more thoughts of food for comfort, right? And it also decreases cortisol production. This is a big one. Cortisol is known as a stress hormone because of its role in the body's stress response. And research recently showed that cortisol production decreased significantly in the brains of people who participated in a mindfulness program like a daily meditation practice. So general signs and symptoms of too much cortisol um, will be things like weight gain, mostly around the midsection or upper back, and weight gain and rounding of the face. So if this, if you've noticed this, it could be partially due to your cortisol levels. What's really interesting is that if you measured your cortisol levels after your morning meditation, and then again just before lunch, you would see that they would still be at a lower level than if you hadn't meditated at all. So cortisol levels remain lowered even hours after your meditation session has ended. So I think this is maybe the most important of all the physical benefits. 
So often we're eating out of low levels of chronic anxiety and we're in the habit of turning to food to buffer it. Many of you I know are working from home right now and, and there can be some boredom or there can be a little bit of anxiety, like this chronic anxiety, and it's pretty easy just to turn to the fridge when you're at home. That's definitely what I've been dealing with in the last few weeks since working from home. So anything we can do to reduce our anxiety levels is going to go a long way towards our eating habits, even if it's simply taking a full minute of conscious breathing. Our breath is always there as a tool, so use it often. Simply just take a second, stop, take a deep breath. Pulls you a little bit out of that anxiety in the moment. Okay, the third thing I want to talk about for um, physicality is that it improves sleep. For many of us, a big culprit for sleep deprivation is work stress. And I did the research and it shows that 85% of Americans report having lost sleep because of job-related stress. And I have definitely tossed and turned both in especially stressful periods at work um, those that know me know that I've had a lot of those and also sometimes just on a, you know, regular Sunday night before the work week starts. Studies show that people who practice daily meditation sleep better and longer than people who don't and that even 10 minutes of guided meditation a day for just two weeks leads to an enhanced um, quality and duration of sleep. So it doesn't take a whole lot just 10 minutes of guided meditation for two weeks uh, can improve your sleep. And number four is it helps with PMS. God knows I need this. So I can have some pretty intense PMS. And I know that it ranges quite a bit among women, but most likely you've experienced both physical and emotional changes, especially that week before your period starts, considered week four. Often this wonderful week brings about, you know, irritability, difficulty concentrating, and appetite changes all the way to full-blown depression, fatigue, and anxiety. Whenever I ask my clients about when their cravings are the worst, like 10 out of 10, they'll say it's around their period. And a study uh, from the University of North Carolina showed that women who actually practice meditation or who have completed a mindfulness-based stress reduction course reported actually lower pain and higher emotional resilience. Okay, so that's the physical. It lowers your biological age. It supports your immune system, lowers your stress response, the cortisol levels, helps with sleep, and finally, it reduces PMS. So let's chat about meditation in terms of a performance tool for your brain, as I mentioned before, for your inner world. Emotional eaters out there, listen up. In general, the research seems to suggest that women who practice mindfulness are more aware and accepting of their bodies. So why would this be? Well, it connects us with ourselves, right? Our inner worlds our authentic self. It can be a space where we find clarity about what's going on inside, a safe place for emotions and thoughts to rise up and be noticed without judgment. Remember, you can't change what's outside of your awareness. Meditation provides that space where thoughts can arise and you don't have to be attached to them. You can have a conscious practice of non-attachment. 
when we get quiet, we give ourselves the opportunity to listen for what's really going on for us on the inside. It's not about just checking out intellectually. It's impossible to empty the mind. So what's coming up? Anxiety, anger, sadness, self-pity. When that comes up, it provides you an opportunity to identify your feelings and question the associated thoughts. So there will be good feelings, so-called good feelings, that are experienced and bad experiences when you meditate. Bad in quotation marks, right? So you're feeling relaxed, maybe you're serene, or maybe your back hurts and your mind is racing. Look at how your mind can categorize those pretty quickly, what's good and what's bad. As a coaching student, you'll begin to notice that that's simply your mind labeling objective reality. It's creating a story about your neutral circumstance. So how is this useful? Whatever we practice, we get good at. So if you on a daily basis are practicing watching your thoughts come in and watching the labeling process happening, you begin to deeply understand the distinction between objective neutral circumstances and your thoughts about those circumstances. This is like warrior ninja training for cravings. <laughs> the better you become at being in your body and watching your thoughts, the easier it will be to allow your cravings to pass through you instead of complying to them, which I know is like such a major struggle for a lot of women. Through the witnessing of our thoughts, you can now see that they are not you they can be chosen and you don't have to believe the thoughts that your brain is offering up in that moment. So this can be a tool for overcoming your primitive brain, right? Your impatience, your impulse to bolt, your impulse to avoid discomfort. There's even evidence to support that meditation is literally building new neurological pathways. This is why it gets easier. Your brain will always defer to the easiest, most familiar thought pattern. It's programmed for efficiency. And for so many of us who are not happy with our weight, it's not easy being in our bodies. If we're carrying an extra 50 pounds, and especially if we've recently gained weight, it might be really uncomfortable both physically and emotionally to feel that. So this is training you towards connecting with your body when your impulse might be to disconnect. This is what it's meant by listening to your body, which truly confused me for so many years. I thought, if I listen to my body, I will literally eat cereal and Twizzlers for every meal. And, you know, to be fair, for many years, my body was used to eating that way, so I would be misguided into craving those foods. Over time, though, as I've developed healthier habits and become better at listening, to my complete surprise, actually, my body doesn't want that. My body wants to be healthy. It wants to be in optimal health. It wants vitality. If you are not there yet, don't worry. If the idea of your body craving vegetables, whole grains, and lean protein seems like a pipe dream that's completely out there, I totally understand. But trust me, it is possible. And as you coach yourself towards a healthier lifestyle, it will inevitably become just how you live. So if you'll indulge me here, let's just do a quick exercise to show you what I mean. I'll do it with you right now as I'm recording this. 
So no matter what you're doing, whether you're cleaning or doing your food prep, or I'm with you on your commute, just draw attention to your right hand. Try to feel it from the inside. What is the sensation? If you can sustain your attention on a part of your body for a length of time, you'll notice that there's like a tingling sensation sometimes. Our bodies love this. They thrive on attention. I once did an exercise from Eckhart Tolle about this, and that's what he said, and it really stuck with me. So take a few minutes out of your day to focus on your breath and your body. It's just one small thing that you can do, but if you're consistent, its benefits will really add up over time. And also, your brain will be able to see the evidence of self-care. And by that, I mean you will start seeing yourself differently. You'll see yourself as someone who takes really good care of themselves. And when that happens, your actions will naturally sync up with this new concept of yourself. This is how people get into a momentum. They start seeing the evidence of themselves taking care of themselves, and then they believe that's who they are. And then it just makes sense to do those sort of things, right? Meditation really helps you just be better at life. With, it's not the goal of getting better at meditation in and of itself. There's not like a hustle or it's a no pain, no gain kind of mentality to get to your goal. It's about going within because it's a far more efficient method of accessing your intuition and what really matters to you. So do you know what you want? There are different parts of your brain that actually want different things. So there's the subliminal brain versus the more logical brain, and they're not aligned. Intuition comes from our subliminal brain, and language comes from our logical brain. And when we apply language to the intuition, when we combine those two parts together, we get insight. This alignment is the path to your future. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of funny, but basically... This is how we can integrate our brain so that it guides you. With insight, you can now take inspired action and actually change your life. So just to wrap up here, meditation or a mindfulness practice is the key to developing self-mastery and mastery over our minds, connecting those two parts of ourselves. It lengthens your life, supports your immune system, it's going to decrease cortisol levels to reduce your stress, improves our quality of sleep, reduces PMS, and it trains our minds to tune into our bodies. It connects us with our authentic self and helps us build a positive self-concept. And to support you in building a meditation practice, there will be a part two to this episode. So that is the special treat I was talking about. There's going to be a 10-minute body scan meditation delivered by my dear friend and owner of Rena's Method, Rena Chadwick. I know you will love her soothing voice and beautiful energy. I've been listening to this nonstop, and I've put it on its own episode so that you can easily go back to it and listen to it again and again. And I'll also put Rena's contact info in the show notes for you as well. I hope I have given you enough reason to at least try a meditation practice. I know it can feel tough to do it, to squeeze it in, but even if you can just do five minutes, if that's all you can do, 
It's more about getting into the habit of taking care of yourself and making it a part of your routine. So even five minutes is gonna go a long way. And if some days it looks like just a few deep breaths throughout the day, that's great too. You have to start somewhere. So we are in the business of self-care, not in the business of guilting ourselves. So do what works for you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you like this podcast, feel free to find me on my website at mindfulshape.com or Instagram at mindful underscore shape. You can also book a free mini session with me to take this work deeper and see what coaching one-on-one is like. You can book that mini session on my website. I hope to see you there. Bye.